Hello listeners and welcome to today's episode of Blind Insights. You'll all be aware that I started playing guitar, must almost be 18 months ago now, and two weeks ago I got a brand new mate and acoustic and I'm totally addicted and fall into a flow state every day and almost can't remember what it was like to not play music. And we were really lucky today to be able to have a guest from a band who are, at the time we were recording, about to release their first album in over 20 years. And we thought it was just such a good opportunity to talk to someone who loves music as much as Tim and I do and has essentially got the band back together. We hope you enjoy today's interview and we hope you will go and check out their album. The ultimate hidden truth of the world is that it is something that we make and could just as easily make differently. David Graeber, 1961 to 2020. Welcome to Blind Insights. by David Olney. How are you, David? Very well. I had my big pink coffee sitting in the sunshine getting vitamin D. I was very civilized. <laughs> That's great. And we're, of course, joined with the special guest, Matt Kale from The Violets. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me in. Really appreciate it. So, Matt, what's it like being interviewed about a new album 20 years later? Yeah, it's strange, but it's, um, it's like riding a bike. <laughs> <laughs> well, that means you fall on your head periodically and don't oh, know what yeah. happened? No, yeah. I've made a few blunders on air in, in my day. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's a good thing. It's okay. We all learn from our mistakes. Sure. So, where to start? Because, again, I found that just in lockdown, I missed music. And, again, it was the perfect time to start playing again. When... Did the bug start biting you and the rest of the band of, oh, we need to make music again together? Yeah, well, I think that it was uh, when the pandemic first struck, really sort of like the segue into us getting back together. We had just remastered the 25th anniversary release of our debut album. Wow. So there was a lot of phone calls and chatter between the four of us during that exercise. And then I'm not sure, just some someone said, is anybody doing anything like what how do you feel about getting back together and it just snowballed and then we had a studio booked and yeah suddenly writing songs at rapid pace well no well i i had written a few shells but from within the first hour of being together i I actually said look i don't want to work on anything that i've bought here let's just jam it out so we did we just improvised the whole record wow yeah which again is explains why it's got such a lovely organic feel 
like everything just fits together nothing seems awkward like no no this bit has to be there so remastering the first album 25 years later how strange an experience was that to go back and go this is a part of my formative years as a young adult it's all now so long ago you know was it a good experience oh, it was the best we approached our old record company ceo and he gave us the rights to the material that was the first hurdles getting the rights back to yeah. your songs so that you can sort of do any mangle them do. and do what you like yeah. and because technology has really caught up to where your ideas can be realized fully yeah we were able to completely bend it into the shape that we wanted it to be so we finally got to 25 years later we got to make the record that we wished we kind of had in the first place (laughs) so that's amazing to think that in a sense you got to do something new with something old which is just such a wonderful impetus to see the creative process of moving forward well we we won i'm not blowing my trumpet but we won album of the year at the music industry awards for it and when i look back i was just like how no, 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 no. Let's look back at the same albums. Now, tell me what other albums were released that year. Do you remember oh, any more? Oh, God. No, I, I, off the top of my head, you've, you've cornered me. Okay. No. Now, if, again. <clears throat> 1995. Yeah. You know, if I think back to what I was listening to in 1995, mm. now I was, you know, busy playing guitar and starting to play violin. But, you know, I remember the standard of recording quality of stuff done in Australia in that period. And your album was you know, better than a lot of what was out there. <laughs> oh, well, I appreciate that very much. So I think this was more a statement of the fact that even by then... I think we're self-critical. That's Yeah, mm. I think that's probably closer to the truth because, yeah. you know, it sounded good then. Because that's what sort of, you know, frustrated me. I'm like, hang on, I know somewhere I'm going to be able to find a copy of your early work, but do I have time before the interview? I'm like, no, so I'm trying to go on memory of what stuff sounded like that, you know, I listened sure. to then but went, mm. oh... Oh, look, yeah, we worked with Tony Cohen on that album as well as Mm. Mick Wordley, and, you know, we didn't really have to do much, but we were able to do things that were were final tweaks that we would have made on mixes back then, but we ran out of money or time or whatever. Yeah, energy, or or had to get on the road and go play gigs or work out what the next thing to do was. Sure. So when you went back into the studio and, you know, you're all excited and you decide to just see what you can jam out and get, uh, the title track, which is, you know, listeners, what you just heard a, a piece of for the intro. Did Sideways pop up? Was it one of the first tracks that It was immediate. Up? It was the first track. Wow. Yeah. So we just sort of plugged in and played, and there it was. <laughs> wow. I know that sounds completely weird and conjuring, but it's the truth, you know, and everybody just... Everyone fell into the groove rush of so fast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Listeners... Again, I don't know what you hear from the sample at the start, but by the time this episode comes out, you know, you'll be able to go listen to the whole album. But, you know, for me, not having listened to kind of, you know, new rock with a link to the 90s for a very long time, <laughs> the thing that struck me is just the wonderful balance of the things that are going on. So we've got a, a reasonably clean, chimey guitar with some extra chorus and reverb. We've got a slightly darker guitar with some overdrive. We've got bass that's quite driving. We've got a very open sound stage it's quite an airy mm. sound the drums are there and are clear but are not right at the front matt's vocals sit on top of it and in the midst of it almost simultaneously but without cutting anything else out and i was sitting there you know listening to sideways and, oh I'll go on to the next track no i won't i'll just listen to sideways again no i won't i'll just listen to sideways again going <laughs> hang on first new track after 22 plus years mm. this is sounding pretty good 
I was sitting going, this must have been like someone's labor of love to get this to the point. But by the sound of it, what it was is everyone just got so on the same page so fast. Well, we all we formed in the beginning because when we first jammed out, we had a chemistry. Yeah, and you've got you've got to have that, you know. Oh, it's, there's well, no it's point to doing anything, you, do. you know. Yeah, even you know relationships, everything. It's all all revolves around that kind of yin and yang. Mm. And we enjoyed playing so much for ourselves that it kind of just spilled over into a into a day job in a way. Yeah. But I do remember, I do remember um, our A and R guy at the record company getting a little bit irate about the fact that Jeremy and I would spend more time on our B sides than we would on the A sides because we were just so two o'clock in the morning trying to tweak a drum sound yeah. type of enthusiasts, you know, and. He's like, you've done it all backwards. You've got to you've, give us singles, and then you can do this to the cows come home. But we were all, like far interest, more interested in being experimental in the beginning than, yeah, you know, delivering three minute pop songs. You know, but here we are, <clears throat> you know, now in twenty twenty two, and the way you make music suits the modern world of people picking what they listen to. Oh, hundred percent, perfectly. Mm. So the irony was like so many really interesting bands of the 90s like 90s was the point where pop and rock were beginning to be totally dominated by you know saccharin and overproduction sure so to have interesting ideas they just got pushed further and further to the fringe that's sort of my memory of it and part of why i didn't mind disappearing down the violin rabbit hole sure because the rock scene seemed to be getting harder and harder for people to do anything that was off script sure you know what was it like by late 90s, you know, did you feel like you guys were still sort of in the zeitgeist or you were making music almost for yourselves and hoping the audience would keep up? We were, uh, I think when we called it a day, I had become interested in, other, we all had become interested in other things that we were trying to cram into the violets that wasn't working. Yeah. Mm. And so we just decided to take six months off and flesh out other projects but obviously that six months then turned into marriages and kids yeah, and all life. sorts of stuff and you yeah. know what i mean and i had personally always wondered about what would tip out of us getting back together yeah and i think the circumstances just came about but in all fairness we did go on to other bands yeah so i've had a constant project since then and so has jeremy and peter and everyone in the band has had other things that they've been they've kept being musical that's so we weren't sitting on our hands life. doing nothing yeah. or anything we, we kept we've kept playing but coming back together was like just mind-blowing for me i imagine too that part of that because everyone's been able to go and explore those other areas that when you came back it's a bit easier to go right we're back in the violets box oh, and we're yeah. going to play violet style music <clears throat> and we don't need to bring in other things because they exist in other projects in other places yeah i I just made two two jazz albums prior to getting back with these guys and i just wanted to rock it out <laughs> you know what i mean that's a, a wonderful contrast because again <laughs> i'm thinking about your voice now on you know the new album going hmm, what's that going to sound like in jazz all right i know what i have to do when i get home go find them and listen to your dulcet tones. Oh, I should have brought them in for you. That's all right. I, well, we, we can work out something about that later. So, again, as a first track, Sideways to me is you know just an amazing track. Thanks. Strangely, I then hear Shaken and Stirred as the track that sort of naturally fits after it thematically on the album, even though there are two tracks in the middle. How much time did it take to get everyone to agree on the order of the tracks on the final album or is that something where you and jeremy have always said look we're the ones that put you know the technical stuff in order 
or was it a, you know everyone did rock paper scissors or how did you work oh, no, out I the think track it's just, that's the way it came back from the mastering oh okay <laughs> no, no we always we always knew that we had the bookends we had yep. sideways as an opener yep. and we had here i am as a closer yeah and but i don't think anybody was like overly fussed about what lay in between do you okay know what I mean? like, and yet to me it seems like the structure so after shaken and stirred Oh, this is the terrible thing of having to remember everything. All went, all went south, south yeah. then April Fool. April's Fool. April's yeah. Fool. Yeah. 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 So to me, like the order from Sideways to, you know, Shaken and Stirred to All Went South to April's Fool, there's something about the flow of them. And when I started okay. playing yeah. around with the tracks, that's the order I put them in to play them because somehow just, there's such a natural flow in there. And I like the other two tracks, but I'm like, I don't know where to put you in the narrative. Oh, April's Fool. In, mm. in a way, it's it's just a stopgap, a breather. You know, like we're, we're not hung up on having to be anything. No, it's just the music you guys made. Yeah, it's yeah. like whatever tips out is... Still though, like I feel like there's this lost art with the design and, and kind of a journey of an album because people just stream the individual tracks Precisely. off it now. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Like, almost no one <clears throat> even makes LPs anymore. And so the fact that you've sort of decided with with at least bookends and then sort of yeah. you know, on the fly kind of made it up, but it's still it's worked out so well. Yeah. Is that what we're gleaming from this? That's well, amazing. <laughs> as a kid, I used to listen to albums and I always felt that they had arranged things that the, the tail out of one track always kind Precisely. of musically it was fit yes. into... So yeah. I think for us, maybe it's just intuitive. Yeah. yeah. You can't stop doing <laughs> what you listen to as teenagers. <clears throat> and that's my thing now. I like My wife will just press the button in the car to go to the next track. And I'll go, can't you listen to an album ever? Sure. Mm. And I would still rather put an album on and go from start to finish. Oh, my God. I, I was I was turning the volume up to hear the very last nuances of the songs. Yeah. Like, yeah. like just to hear what the drummer did differently or yeah. whatever. Or I was always pouring over the vinyl art going, oh, my God, the, the bass player wrote this. Or, oh, yep. oh, that guy that produced it, he's actually in XYZ band. Like yep. I was always fascinated. Yep, Di- with, the deep dive into oh the details. Oh, my God, yeah. So. Yeah, and, and that whole thing of like when you build your own mix tapes of all your favourite things. Sure. You knew what was going to be on your mixtape, but it could take five hours to work out the order for one hour of music. That's right. Because the you order might was critical. Something. Yeah. 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 Well, it's just, yeah, I guess I guess these days, as a band, we're just building our own mixtapes. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool. And if the public like them, that's great. You know? oh, that's a great way to think about it. And, uh, of course, the final track, which you, you, know, you, you saw as a bookend, Here I Am is just the ultimate way to finish it because it's this incredible teaser uh, for I think what should be a next album and listeners you're going to hear it at the end of the episode mm. but it's a great track because the rest of the album you've got the lighter and darker guitar sure. sort of in balance and suddenly in the final track you've jumped into two dark guitars Sure, the bass is even more driving the drums have moved forward Matt's voice has got a little bit fuller in how it's sitting in the sound stage and we, we're moving into sort of semi-dark rock anthem territory and at this point, David's going, hmm, maybe time to put the maintenance down and go and get an electric guitar. Where's my Paul Reed Smith? <laughs> well, you know, it's like I said, I've been in very esoteric territory personally for the last sort of about 10 years. Mm. And I really miss kind of just like... Rocking out. Yeah, like just smashing my guitar and getting that huge sound out of it. 
So, so the two guitars, <clears throat> are two different instruments or just the same instrument? Well, Jeremy's playing sound. a Nord Electro synth in that track. Okay. That's all the washing sound. Yep. And I've just layered two uh, tracks with my Fender Telecaster. Okay, so it's all coming out of a telly. Yeah. I, I kind of want... <clears throat> okay, because I'm sort of listening to it going, this is really pure sound. There's not, you know, it, It's good sound rather than sort of hyper overproduced sound. But I'm like, okay, is it two different guitars? And I've got an arpeggio that? pedal working at one point. I don't know whether you can hear it but <laughs> i was just having lots of fun going this idea of the light and dark guitar together is making my brain very happy sure and anytime i got a happy yeah. brain is a good day so like when you figure in the last two weeks i got to play my mate and, and listen to your album when my fingers hurt too much <laughs> you're too kind this was a very good you know way to spend oh. to spend time so now that you know by the time listeners are listening to this it will be out are you guys going to play it live anywhere yeah well look what's um, you planning to do well, the plans are at this stage, we're just going to work the album up for the next six months yep. in via the media, and there's there's a loose plan at, and it's this is just up in the air, but a one off at the gig, one night only, yep, and then we'll just see where that takes us into 2023. And that would be a great kind of thing because it would be people who are really excited, like me, <laughs> for sure. And out of that, you you, yeah. you know see what buzz that generates from that group of people being so excited. Well, there is a huge. Uh, and I'm not just saying this. There's been a huge interest in this record, but Good. I think because you know, and even for me, I would you know, if I followed a band 20 years ago and they'd reformed, I, I just want to hear the result. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? yeah. yeah. So I think too, you know, it was something I was thinking of a few times. I was listening to it that you know, in some ways, I'm going, hang on, this sounds a bit like the kind of music that Jeff Tate from Queensrÿche once he left Queensrÿche and started doing his own stuff. Mm. Yeah, it's a similar, not the. No, it's not even really similar, but it's just it's what popped into my head because I'm mm. so much of a Jeff Tate fan. It's like a parallel somehow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the the sound stage, the use of instrumentation. But what I thought about this, okay, hang on, who goes to a Jeff Tate concert? And you'll get everyone from 60-year-olds to 20-year-olds. Is he playing silently silly at that concert? No, no. I don't think you can get away <laughs> well, with it. I'm not going. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll argue over what's better, Empire or Operation Minecraft. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> No, but I mean, I bought the Second Coming, uh, the Stone Roses, you yeah, because there was so much anticipation, and I wanted to hear it. And yeah. despite what was said about it, I loved it. Do yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but so. my feeling is, you have that same thing of an audience ranging from twenty to sixty. Sure. Because again, it's going to tap into anyone that's picked up a guitar recently or started singing along, you know, with someone else playing guitar, right through to the people who remember the band. And it's one of those cases where you can imagine, you know, parents and kids going to the same gig and mm. everyone's happy. Well, you know, I, I'm really, I'm really glad that we waited 20 years. I know that sounds strange to say, but I'm not sure that this is the next record we would have made. You it know, needed the past time the last one that we did and the development. No, everyone's kind of honed what they do. Yeah. And then when we came back, I, I can't tell you what a joy it was to just. It just felt like a hot knife through butter. It yeah. was yeah. just amazing. Like, and it's kind of where everyone's appetite to do it again. So. Yeah, which is fantastic because, again, in this modern world where you can do such good production, you know, digitally you can work mm. in different places, send each other tracks. If Absolutely. you don't have time to get together for a week, there's so many more ways to mm. make amazing music now the way you want. Oh, yeah, and we don't, you know, we, obviously we're not young anymore, but, you know, you don't have to be young. We don't have to be young and pretty and touring and on show and, you know, hiding the fact that we've got girlfriends or partners because we didn't want to... Yeah. You know, destroy some young girl's fantasy. illusion or fantasy. Yeah. You know, like all of that stuff is gone. We're just making music. 
to make music. We're pleasing ourselves, really. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. something I sort of haven't really thought about because, you know, that's well, there's a, a lot of pressure of that yeah. when we were signed. That's the know? thing, being blind. It's sort of, I've never paid attention to that side. It's obviously important to everyone else. And it's really interesting oh, hearing you say the liberty that that adds of now just going to go, no, we've got to turn up wearing jeans and a T-shirt and have our families there and have a great day. And Absolutely. that's all it needs yeah. to be now, exactly what music ideally should be. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'll never forget, you know, like years ago, an artist that I followed, Said he just made an amazing film clip, and then he and they said to him, "What do you think of it?" I don't want to name who it is, but mm, fair and he said, "Oh, I'm just sick of them." He goes, "Music was created to be listened to, you know. I, I hate the fact that I have to do this, yeah. but we do still make videos, especially like we're having a stop motion animation made cool. by a, an artist that's based in Germany at the moment, and we're also using her artwork for the whole album layout. Wow, but." It's you know we just want to give people something when they buy it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not just going to put it in a white sleeve, you know. And no. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. about having it out there and having. But the aesthetic is not the be all and end all of of what we do. You no, know? yeah. Like, and the point is, with the time having passed, the aesthetic for this album will be different to whatever happens next. Oh, sure. It's about 100%. what suits the scene now. Whereas again, in the nineties, I imagine you know you guys and the record label would have all been about. What is the consistent image going to be? How do we up the brand recognition? Oh, 100%, yeah. Yeah, so just to escape the world of brand recognition, you know. Well, I remember being taken out and clothes shopping with someone that the record company had, you know, sent to take us out and dress us. It was just like, <laughs> and it was foreign, you know what I mean? Yeah, no kidding. Like, I know that sounds ridiculous, like, and people would go, oh, I would love to do that, but it was a little bit like... Yeah, but it, if it's the stuff you might pick, that's fine, <clears> but if they <throat> suddenly change your identity on you, which mm. means your identity is not acceptable, mm. that's not a fun way to end the day. No, I, I, you know, I feel like we are releasing our B-sides now, like I'm saying. Yeah, the I'm things saying, that you and Jeremy yeah. sat up until <clears throat> two in the morning perfecting, yeah. Oh, 100%. I mean, yeah. It's funny, like, it was interesting how we, we met in a record shop and we just couldn't stop talking about... Like he was working there. Yeah. Which record shop? It, it was CC Records at Colonnades. Oh, wow. When there were yeah. CC Records all over Adelaide. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I met him on one Saturday morning and we just couldn't stop talking about music. And then by about one o'clock, because they used to shut at 12. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 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 Half trade the, on a Saturday. Yeah. Yep. One o'clock in the afternoon, we were recording together. So. Yeah. Wow. Just an, an alternate universe. And that's the thing. This used to be the joy of record stores. Oh, sure. Is you went in and you ran into people who you either might play music with or mm. might come and listen to you play. Yeah, I'm sure I, I drove Peter Kernow crazy at the record factory. How, <laughs> how often I was there, plonked on his lounge, asking him about this band and that band. <laughs> yeah. hey, it's how we all learn. We sure. didn't have enough money to buy everything. Yeah. No. You couldn't stream anything. No. <laughs> it was it was half the fun of, and I think this is part of what's necessarily changed for people Tim's age with music and younger again. Is I don't think we'll have an era again where music was so central to so many people's lives, because you had to really invest in going and finding the recording, you know, or going to the gig because you just couldn't. There was no convenient mm, way to it access. It does seem stuff. a little bit disconnected now and a little bit yeah. more sort of temporary or disposable it's just another thing now <coughs> whereas they segregated mm. I, I feel like that there's such a, a marked difference in let's say a, a high school environment between the people who play music and then everyone else yeah the mm. two tribes rather mm. than sort of somehow connected but yeah. i think there will always be people like us like yeah you know we're just I a smaller that, part of the community yeah but we're, we're becoming more tight-knit 
Yeah, Do you because know what I mean? like, we find each other because <clears throat> of the shared interest. Yeah, and yeah. the fact that there is that division, like it does. I mean, I'm not trying to make it into um, a segregation, but no. there is people that live, eat, and breathe music, and there's mm. those that are just it's just there for a bit of convenience and all yep. that. And that's not my tribe. You no, know what I mean, like no. And the great thing is now that even if someone can't get to that one gig they'll be able to stream your music anywhere sure. and right. expose it to anyone else they know who's sure. into music by sharing the link. So, yeah, it's a funny thing. It's it's that thing's a community of affinity. Absolutely. The community's yeah. a bit smaller, but the level of affinity is probably higher. And more people would have more to say about the music they like because they choose to listen to that music rather than computer gaming or rather than you know watching Netflix. We've all only got the 24 hours a day. And yeah. if we can spend a couple of them doing the thing we really like... It needs to be a very deliberate choice. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So was it the same Telecaster you had in the 90s or had you got a better guitar since? Oh, no, 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 it's exactly the same one, yeah. It's a 1980 Tele. Wow. And my, a friend of mine bought it for me in California. Yeah. Wow. So, so, so I spoke to him on the way here too. <laughs> so, again, small world syndrome. <clears throat> sure. Whereas uh, Tim went with me when I started playing guitar again to order my Paul Reed Smith to mm. replace my 90s Paul Reed Smith oh. that I sold to buy a violin bow. <laughs> so, so the cycle of instruments and sure. you know, the people who come along with you to watch you spend large amounts of money, it's all good fun. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there is that parallel though, isn't it? Coming back to the love of music. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I know that you were all involved in different projects on, on the side, but it's then, it's, you know, the violets is a, a unique context like the i imagine that nothing feels quite the same much like when you're oh no I, yeah i'm hearing you yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. like a friend almost yeah mm. i mean you know sometimes in our band meetings things are difficult to negotiate mm. or whatever because you've got four different perspectives trying to yeah. meet laser like yeah. in the center yeah but when that becomes music and we all bring our four disparate influences right into the center it, it just works yeah. it's yeah. undeniable so which yeah. is brilliant and it's it's a feeling I can't explain, you know. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But again, that comes through, and that's what these communities of affinity are about: people who appreciate that or are trying to find the same thing in their yeah, own. Yeah, we're just a club journey. of four. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. that want to make that with some friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> but it's exactly. I think I think there's just something. It's just so reassuring about that. You know, I used to play a lot of guitar and be really into m- music. I would say in my adolescence and mm. then effectively once I reached about 20 I just pretty much stopped playing which is kind of sad um, but and life starting gets to, in the way doesn't well, it well yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm just I'm starting to get into it again because uh, my wife has expressed interest in playing guitar and that has just uh, just breathed new life into my kind of um, interest oh. and passion for it and uh, it's and, and I guess it is so community driven mm. you know sort of are a result of hanging around with people that uh, into music in some ways but um, it's it's so reassuring to know that you know you can you can have those breaks you can kind of you can come back to it you don't lose mm. everything and and certainly there's no shame in even if you know your hands are a lot slower or you know sure. your, yeah. your kind of musical you know compositions aren't quite as complex but you, you can develop all that again and and, and, and if anything differently yeah there's yeah. less pressure almost every like when i coming back to it i think you've described having less pressure david yeah oh, matt yeah. you've now said sort of less pressure well there's no expectation yeah you know, it's just can, it can be what it is yeah yeah i think <clears throat> having that sort of break in some ways is like really liberating so yeah, yeah. oh 100 you're like you guys were wondering what you had to do next 
you know, for the record company, I was wondering what was the next session job I could get. <laughs> that focus on mm. how does this equate to a day job? Yeah, you know, it really has kind a really of um, disastrous impact. Or yeah, can. it cracks at your yeah. creativity and your yeah. actual artistry. <clears throat> sure. Whereas this time around, again, all I'm doing is playing guitar because actually it makes me smile. Which in oh. the '90s it didn't to a large degree because I'm like, that is not perfect. Fix. Because mm, you know, mm, again, young human perfectionism is not helpful either. Oh, when the sing- I remembered uh, vividly when the singles didn't do well and feeling disappointed in myself. Yeah. yeah. And at the same time, I couldn't understand it. I was like, what? what's going wrong here? You know, like yeah. the record company likes it. They've given it to radio. Radio's playing it and sales aren't reflecting. And it's just like, mm. and it's such a warped yeah. <laughs> kind of, yeah. it really skews what composing is all about. Yeah, let's take something it's, beautiful and commercialise it and make that the only judge of success. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong, I, I enjoyed Income's when good. we got royalty checks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. I really liked it. But it's mm. a completely different. Now you can only be in it for the artistry, which yeah. is a really level playing field now. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's an interesting experience. Uh, as Steve, who will have had you on his show um, <laughs> by the time that this yeah. comes out, you used to tell us about the, the, the value of, of free or the value of zero or whatever it is, doing sure. something for free. Mm. So, you know, and I think that rings true. You know, I pivoted from music from not being able to make much of a, a financial income yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, into wanting to be in radio and then now i'm here mm. podcasting and mm. dave and i do this podcast for free steve does that podcast for free mm. um the, the adelaide show and sitting there and, and doing all the editing having these interviews all that kind of thing it, yeah it puts a smile on your face like you said mm. yeah uh, it's uh, like you said david you know th- sitting there and playing the guitar or mm. yeah it's um well it's distilled back down to what it really what should it was be meant about. to be in the yeah. first yeah. place yeah yeah, yeah. But yeah. as a young person you're like hang on i need a paycheck yeah, and yeah. if this is, and no, I want to rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. That, that's yeah, that's beyond. Yeah, I want to rock and roll and get paid for it. Yeah, yeah. that's a much yeah. better deal. We, we we were very lucky to do it for a while. Yeah, you know I mean, like, we got a taste of both sides. You yeah, know? Well, it was like the glory days, though, wasn't it? I feel like that's the the kind of era of musicians that I still admire. Even even almost like aspire to. It doesn't seem to be even the same. Like I think you're right, David, in saying that's sort of like a beginning of the end. I don't know. And I don't mean that necessarily that it's a bad thing. It's just it's a mutation. There were less yeah. there were less things for people to do then. And you picked one of those less things. So each of the tribes was bigger. Mm. The Virgin oh, yeah, Skateboard yeah. tribe were just <clears throat> starting to grow. The music tribe were very big. The sports tribe were very big. Yeah. The do nothing sit on the couch tribe were very small because there mm. was really nothing to do sitting on the couch mm, mm. oh that's really interesting yeah yeah because you know I, I was thinking you know what albums came out in australia in 95 and i'm like you got spider bait grinspoon uh like all yeah, these bands sure. that yeah, i'm yeah, like yeah, you yeah. know but obviously uh it's a whole yeah. and i think it's interesting you say that it was like harder to break the mold and i think it's funny you say that because i think the only thing that really was breaking the mold in australia at that time was like harder rock so mm. sure absolutely <laughs> and and now that's like that's been totally saturated and populated and yeah so it's i don't know there's again kind of rings true that making money in music is like almost ant- antithetical to like yeah, the, yeah. the art of it yeah, yeah. so which it is it's it's just such a shame because you want you know as a consumer of music i want people to make the best make most the best, interesting music get paid and and also like yeah, enjoy sure. it yeah. yeah that that model has just completely changed yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i mean i was reading i don't know about 6 months ago rihanna Mm. has moved completely her business interests into fashion and all these other yeah. things because I think she's realising that, you know, 
music is not going to be her bread and butter. No, you know what yeah. I mean? it but might be a passion and a joy, <clears throat> but it's not a good financial bet relative to the other things she can put her name to. Yeah, yeah. That, that's his life. Yeah. Wow, yeah, crazy. And I, if you're talking about an artist on that level of sales, yeah. Then what, you know, the what is it for us? the little guy? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean. Like, well, I'm trying to think. I think I'm paying people to listen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, well, I'm trying to remember what year Pink was sort of in Australia and just <clears> looking <throat> at some of the places she toured. And again, you could see there the realization was the only way to make any money is in touring. It was yeah. in touring, mm. and that means you've got to be willing to have that grueling oh, life yeah. for a year at a time. Yeah, and for a while that's fine. But yeah, by the mm. end of that, you need to be ready to change gear. To music is the thing you do because you love, but you better not be relying on it mm, to also mm. keep the power on for the electric guitar. Yeah, well, once I shut off all my sort of dreams of, of being paid and, you know, f- for what I love, I thought, well, am I going to stop doing it? Because I've realised yeah. that I'm yeah. not, there's not a cent in it for me anymore. Yeah. yeah, And I thought, well, no, I'm not. And that, that's what we, that's the realisation we've all come to. To to make music for us is, is a compulsion that we yeah. can't deny. Yeah. So what's there's no point not doing it is what yeah. I'm trying yep. to say. You know? no. and, and, and sorry, a, before we started the interview, you said that you were mastering. Is that for a living now? Is that your? Yeah, that's yep. what I do for a living. So Amazing. I've pivoted into that, and that's but that's a doable thing for me. Yeah, yep. you know what I mean. Like I can just get the files. I can yep, work, work on, on them, them anywhere, and yep. then give them to the client, and then tweak yep. them to their satisfaction. And it yep. is good. It's still yeah. musical. Yeah, yeah. And I've got a, a recording studio in my own backyard, Great. which is kind of like yeah facilitates all that but my love is obviously creation yeah of music but it's that trick of finding a way to have an income that then gives the freedom back to music so being a master for other people you know again i've gone from being a lecturer to being a marketing man the great thing about being a marketing man is it provides money which allows me to sit and play my guitar there you go that's (laughs) right it's however the bits add up is a beautiful thing (laughs) the means justifies the end yeah (laughs) and and i've got the awesome madman fedora i just need the suit now (laughs) <laughs> well i suppose you know it's the 2020 so it doesn't it's not quite the same <laughs> you know you can pivot you can so that the yeah. strap goes to the back and you can wear that yeah <laughs> there are always many choices oh some of them are good some are bad well i'm starting to run out of questions yep. mm. one of our normal last questions mm. is is there a question you wish we had asked you oh my god not really. I think I think you've covered everything. I'll I'll probably when I'm halfway home I'll go, Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> the new album from the Violets is called Smoke Mirrors and Other Half Truths. Mm. And it's officially released on Friday the fourth of March. And we'll be putting Sideways Forward as the first single release from it, um, via a, a film clip that we're having made in Germany right now. So and that's kind of the start of us being out there again, I guess. Amazing. Yeah. Well, yes, here you are. And uh, thank you very much, David Olney, for, for the interview today. Thank you, gentlemen, and thank you, listeners. That was weird. And thank you very much, Matt Cale. Yep, and thanks for having me in. Really appreciate the opportunity. Taking us out with Here I Am.
Hello, audience. Thank you for listening to Blind Insights. If you're enjoying the show, please remember to subscribe and share your favorite episodes or leave us a review if you really love us. We'd love to hear from you. Get in contact with us on Facebook or Twitter at Blind Insights or send us a recorded question to the email in the description to feature on an episode. Also, don't forget that we have merchandise. Thank you to the OzCast Network. Peace out.